Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone. This is another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show. I am Brett Ridgway, and I'm excited about today's guest because I've known today's guest, Jackie Lappin, for a number of years. But Jackie's mission is to help leaders, entrepreneurs, coaches, and authors like you find and secure their next clients by getting in front of the more audiences faster. For Speakertunity, the speaker and leader resource company, has researched hundreds of thousands of speaker lead contacts and has curated them to meet their needs. Jackie's Speakertunity Members Only program provides leads for live and virtual events and meetings, conferences, podcasts, radio shows, videocasts, virtual summits, TEDx events, and more. Speakertunity is the ultimate speaker toolbox, one-stop shopping for the speaker. So with that, Jackie, welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking show. Thank you, Brett. I am always delighted to hang out with you. You have been a leader in our business for a very long time, and I really respect what you've done, and I'm excited about the the path you're taking. Now, what I heard there was, Brett, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both are. <laughs> so I, I do want to talk about your speaking journey because I obviously I have crossed paths with you at many events over the years, and you've primarily been, from my standpoint, doing the speakertunity thing for, for quite a while, but I suspect that isn't the first time you got involved in speaking. So tell me a little bit more about your speaking journey. When did you first become a speaker? What what niche or niches did you play in and what led you to that point? Well, it's kind of an odd story because I certainly didn't start out on this path. I chose to be one of the first women sports writers in America with a choice at 11. Huh. And I went on to um, be at the Detroit Press, Free Press, the Associated Press, the front pages of Los Angeles Times and the Washington Post. Now, while I was still in college, I got hired as the uh, co-host of Dodger Dugout here in Los Angeles. Now, I have to tell you that uh, my audition was fantastic, but I flamed out as a, a broadcaster. It was the first time in front of a stage or a screen of any kind, and I really was very nervous. I really wasn't feeling in command of myself. But, um, you know, my my expertise has always been writing. So I went on and um, then after um, working in the newspaper business, I launched one of the first uh, sports special events PR agencies in America with a world-class client list. You would recognize all my clients. Um, and, you know, somewhere in there, um, I began to address audiences of prospective clients in order to get the, the business. 
Um, and then um, as I went forward, uh, life changed. I really, it was harder to get media. It wasn't much fun anymore. So I wrote two books in personal growth that I was called to write. Um, they were called uh, the, you know, the, uh, the Art of Conscious Creation, How You Can Transform the World and Practical Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to Manifest Your Desires. And the last one was the best spiritual book of the year at the International New Age Trade Show. Well, two things happened during that time. One, I began to give presentations on my books and I would go to spiritual centers and I would present on the principles that I had learned in building these books. It was right about the time The Secret came out and a lot of us were getting similar messages, but in a different way. And so it was very exciting to stand in front of stages. And But, you know, I mean, it was nerve wracking and, and getting um, uh on the so then um I realized that I mean, hardly with the world with the world of people who are making the world a better place. I mean, that was where my own uh emotions really went. And so I rebranded my PR agency to Conscious Media Relations. We've been doing radio podcast tours now for about 14 years. Wow. And um and then some of them came to me and they said, Can you book me for speaking gigs? And I said, Yeah, I don't want to do that, but I know where they are. So why don't I tell you? So that's when we created Speakertunity, the speaker and leader resource company. But in order to market Speakertunity, that meant to going to a lot of conferences. That meant to making, you know, partnerships with people who ran conferences. And it became an automatic outgrowth to say, okay, I'm building something that leaders can use. Why don't I get on those stages? Why don't I start delivering? And um, I had taught journalism for a couple of years, somewhere in between there and my just before I, I started my own PR agency. And so I was I was starting to get comfortable in front of a stage, a group of people, 30 or 40 people in a room. And I knew that I could do that. And so when I had to call up the the um, stuff that, you know, within you to say, OK, I can get in front of an audience, I can do this. And so. The, my first presentation was in front of the Women's Prosperity Network, where there were 400 people in the room. And so um, I knew my material, but I choose to speak with slides. Slides, um, I, you know, are because so much of what I do is educational. And a lot of times our offer requires you really to see what we're providing. It's not some people who have coaching programs and such can just expand without props i need the prop of slides and so um i was really confident when i got up there on that stage at wpn that i knew i had a rock solid presentation it wasn't very long it was 20 minutes but i knew that i could deliver it powerfully and to this audience it was all women um and they were embracing and warm and many of them already come to my booth and so i got up there and with great confidence, I stood up there and delivered and sold my product. And it was exciting. And I felt really comfortable. So I've got to ask you, Jackie, you talk about you, you, you're you a slide deck user or whatever. So let's go off on a brief tangent here and tell me what, what makes a good slide deck for a speaker? Well, the first thing is it's not just a bunch of words. Um, it's big graphics that really take up most of the um, the images. Um, it's a limited number of words per slide um, because people can't digest a lot of stuff. Um, it's it's colorful, it's bright, it's um, it, it has moments where people have to stop and think, um, and it tells a story. It basically you know 
it gives them a sense of who you are, um, where you came from, your hero's journey, and what their pain points are. You nearly really need to express what they, you know they're suffering from. And, um, you know, once you do that, then they're primed for, okay, I need a solution to this. You make them feel, oh my God, she understands me. This is what I'm going through. I need help. And so the slide presentation will take them on a journey from um, engagement, like maybe with a question, uh, getting them engaged to your hero's journey, to the tips and suggestions and guidance you're gonna give them. It needs to have value. It needs to have lots of value. Um, minimum of three pieces of, of teaching points. Um, and then you can start saying, hey, if this was of value to you, do you, would you like something to help get you to the next level? It's an invitation. It's not a sales pitch. It's an offer. So I, I've got to ask, do you use the slides to quote, deliver the content or is it more a reminder to you about what content you want to cover? Well, a little of both. Um, it, 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 it's definitely a reminder of what I want to cover in what order. So I don't leave anything out. But more importantly, it gives me a starting place for what I'm going to say. Sometimes I just say what's on the slide, but sometimes I extrapolate from what's on that slide and can really go into a lot more detail. But the slide is a reminder of, okay, I'm touching this on this point here. Now I can go and expand on it. So obviously you've been successful at building a speaking platform by partnering with event promoters regarding your services and all that. So if somebody has a product or service they think that fits into that niche, so to speak, what advice would you have for them, Jackie, about how, the best way to evoke, approach event promoters to see if there's a possible fit for something like that? Well, first, make sure that your audience is their audience, that you're basically in alignment um, before you even ask them to get on their stage. And then when you do, um, you know, a lot of times it's making sure all your ducks in a row. Um, you can start with an email and saying, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Uh, this is a little bit about what we do. Um, you have an open stage coming up. I'd like you to consider if I might be a candidate for that. Now, there's more than, you know, candidate for being a partner in this. Now, sometimes they're going to come back to you and say, yes, that would be great. But here's what it's going to cost you. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's usually the most case. If you know somebody and you have a relationship with them, they may be amenable to having you on the stage without additional costs. But here's a little secret. Sometimes what you can do is a stage swap. If you have an audience that the host, your the host of the event would like to get to, you can come to come to them and say, "Look, I if you let me speak on your stage, uh, you can speak on mine as long as they're commensurate." you know, stages, you know, there, you're not, you don't have 12, 12 people and they had 500. Right. Um, and um, that's a good way to get around the, the cost involved in speaking on somebody's stages as a sponsor or a preferred vendor. Um, and a lot of times that involves a booth and all those things. Now, if you just want to get a spot on their stage, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't require an investment if they think that you, the value of your content is good. So you've obviously mastered the platform selling type of speaker. I also like to say that there's a person who's just using the stage as a business building tool. So they're not directly selling from the stage. They're, you know, could be a chiropractor, a plumber, an electrician, a lawyer, whatever. And then you have the keynote 
type of speaker, paid a fee to go in into an association or corporation. Have you ever played in the keynote arena at all, Jackie? I have not. Everything I've done is pretty much sell from the stage or as we call enroll from the stage. And because there's two different kinds of enrollment, one is basically a, a, an offer, a paid offer, and the other is a free gift because some places won't let you sell. Um, and so you make a free offer, get them into your community, and then you can start the relationship that results in the sale at some point. So what do you feel maybe your three greatest keys to success as a platform seller have been, Jackie? Having a great product that people find of value. Um, authenticity. Uh, I'm always up there as just myself. I am not high pressured. I um I simply, my my interest in sh is just showing the community that I care about them and that I'm here to help them solve a problem. And that's really um, one of the factors. Here is the most important thing that you can tell of um, a booker or somebody that you're trying to get booked by. What is the problem you solve for that audience? Not so much what your credentials are and what you offer, but mm -hmm. how are you going to help them? And so I always make that a cornerstone of what I'm introducing to the to the event host and also to the audience. Um, and so I think that's really important. And then we have, um, I, I believe that you don't necessarily have to wa walk in with a high ticket item. I think that's too intimidating for most people. We start with something that's highly affordable, like our speaker one sheets or our, our basic membership program, which is only $47. And then it makes it really much easier for people to come in and then they upgrade as they see more things, more opportunities. So um, I try not to give them a big uh, barrier to entry. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Great advice. I do have a couple other questions I want to ask you, Jackie, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on Speaking Show. My guest this week is Jackie Lappin. And Jackie, my favorite question to ask my guest, honestly, is, all right, bury your soul a little bit here and, and, and share maybe a couple of mistakes that you've made along the way that you would advise aspiring speakers not to make. So go ahead and embarrass yourself a little bit if it fits. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, I've occasionally, I've offered too much advice that overwhelms the audience and then they don't buy. And so, because we have so many resources. Yeah. Um, and so I've tried to start narrowing it down to what we introduce to people. That's one of the big ones. Um, I think, um, you know, I don't know that I've done any stupid onstage mistakes. <laughs> um, you know, I haven't tripped going up the, the staircase. Uh, but I will tell you this, as a woman who wears long dresses, um, uh, you know, because I, I, all of my style, as I call goddess wear, um, and it, it is to really not wear high heels because um, I'm, you know, I don't want to trip going up those stairs. And I'm always intimidated when I have to climb a staircase. And so I make sure that my shoes are relatively flat 
so that I don't trip and fall going up and down. That's a big one for me. So I, I do have a, a tangential question to all this. And obviously we're doing a, a video podcast here, but how have you adapted your speaking to the virtual world these days, Jackie? Have you changed up anything as a result of the new world that we're all in? Well, of course, um, I do use a digital background. That's really helpful because it's got it's branded for me. Uh, for me, also, it's um, uh, I try to be more interactive with the audience, you know, and ask them, "Hey, is this something you've experienced?" and um, and 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 uh, to really engage them in more of the process. Um, I do I can do Q and A's in virtual speaking, which you really can't do from a stage. Right. And that works really well for us um, to open the door and say, okay, what are your questions about speaking? How can I help you? That's an important distinction for me. Um, and, um, you know, I guess I think I'm more, probably a little bit more relaxed because I do so much of it. Um, but I'm still, most of the time, uh, I'm doing a slide presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's, uh, I'm, I'm still using that, that, that modus. But um, I'm I'm more engaged in making sure at the front that I that they see me and at the end that I come back on the screen. It's not here's my presentation and you know I'm I'm a disembodied voice. Sure. So that's important. All right. Well, one of the reasons I enjoy talking to Jackie so much is she, she serves the same audience that I serve, and that is speakers, aspiring speakers, people who have a powerful message they want to get out into the world, and they need to know how to do that better. So Jackie, I'd like to give you a couple minutes. If you would, and that share a little bit more about what speaker tunity is all about with our listeners. I would love to, Brett. So speaker tunity is designed to make it so much easier for you to find your speaking gigs, so you don't have to do any of the research. And that includes for podcasts and radio shows, virtual summits, live and virtual speaking at meetings, venues, and associations all across North America, TEDx's, conferences. We have different tools to get you right to the place that you need. And we'll give you all of the leads of the names, phone numbers, and emails. And um, we also have training programs if you're going to do your own booking. Um, and if you don't want to do your own booking, we have a strategic partner book for you, virtual assistants that you can turn over your directories to, and they will do the pursuit for you or fill out all those forms for conferences. We have a service called Conference Connections, where we give you 3,000 conferences a month that you can uh, sort through or download as an Excel file, the ones that are just right in your category. We have 60 different categories. We also have regional directories, 75 regional directories in the U.S. and Canada, so that you can narrow down the meetings, venues, and associations to your niche. Or we have a strict, a um, uh, niche directory, so that if you just want to talk to women's business meetings all across North America, or entrepreneurs, or healthcare professionals, or parenting groups, you know, we've got 60 different niches. And one of the great things is we help speakers with their graphics. So we do their speaker one sheets and their podcasts and their virtual backgrounds and their um, uh, speaker handouts and speaker roll-up banners. And uh, now we'll help them with their slides. So um, we call ourselves one-stop shopping for the speaker leader so that you guys don't have to go out and find all kinds of different resources. They're right where, where you can find them easily. And the costs are always affordable. We just really make sure that you aren't spreading yourself too thin time-wise nor financially. Well, such valuable resources. And obviously, 
a big part of your success as a speaker. It will be about getting gigs and you need the tools to help you get those gigs. So I would encourage you to check out Speakertunity. Down in the show notes, there'll be a link to a, a free month trial of the system so you can see if it's right for you. And I would encourage you to check it out and see if it's a fit and take advantage of all those resources that are there. So Jackie, before we wrap it up today, I want to ask if you have any final words of wisdom for the aspiring speaker. Well, don't hide your light under a bushel. You know, don't get so caught up in your work that you don't get out and drive your business through speaking. It's really critical that you carve out time in your schedule. You actually um, schedule three hours a week just to work on getting your speaking gigs. And that means, um, you know, it's like making a meeting with somebody else. You're making a meeting with yourself, carve it from your calendar so you don't miss these opportunities because the only speakers that don't book are the ones that actually don't go out and seek those bookings. Yeah, you definitely have to take time to work on building your business and not just working in your business. So again, take advantage of those resources. This wraps up another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show. My sincere thanks to today's guest, Jackie Lappin of Speakertunity. Jackie, I appreciate you sharing your wisdom so much. As always, if you haven't had a chance to hop on over to brettridgeway.com, I would encourage you to do so. Pick up a copy of my free report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business, and Getting Gigs is certainly one of them, as well as my new book, How to Build a Profitable Speaking Business, will be coming out mid-March. I don't know when this episode is releasing specifically, but you will also be able to pick that up at brettridgeway.com. But thank you so much again for joining us today. As always, my sincere wishes to you for the greatest of success in all that you do. And may 2023 be your greatest year yet. Everybody take care. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.